0: From the vault, high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic.
1: Hello everyone in podcast land, this is Pete Sanchez, staff writer for Catholic Star Herald Newspaper, and you're listening to Talking Catholic with uh, Mike Walsh. Mike, how are you today?
2: I'm very good. Just uh, trying to fight my way through these final dog days of August.
1: Yes. I, why do they call them dog days?
2: I don't know. I assume people don't like dogs. <laughs> I don't really know why they call them dog days.
1: Uh, that's uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm a cat person myself, uh, but I don't mind dogs.
2: It's, it's even worse. All right.
1: Oh, no. no. Um, cat days of summer doesn't have the same DD as the dog days of summer. You know, it has a cat days, dog days, but... We just came back from something really awesome, Mike, and met some awesome people. And where where were we, Mike? Can you enlighten our <laughs> we, audience?
2: We're at our uh, the newest convent in the diocese in Atlantic City, where we're meeting with the uh, Sisters of the Renewal, um, Franciscan, a Re- a Franciscan Sisters of the Renewal. Thank you, uh, who have uh, come down from their uh, convents in New York City to open up a convent in Atlantic City, and. Uh, and the, on the campus of the uh, Saint Michael's Church, and uh, I think you, we can both say that we were blown away by the uh, by the sisters when we met them. Right?
1: Their uh, effect—an infectious joy—is yeah. is the first two things that come to mind. Uh, just so wonderful and. They were just—I'm so happy that Atlantic City is, is graced with them. I think they're going to do great work there. And as always, we were warmly uh, greeted by Father John Thomas, the pastor of the Parish of St. Monica, a uh, friend of the show he was on mm-hmm. earlier. Um, just great to open his doors for the festival, the St. Michael that, that happened in the parking lot. Of course, the bishop, and then with the C, that was— see, uh, yeah. That mass was just beautiful.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, – I think, you know, we – in our Atlantic City podcast a few weeks earlier that you referred to when we uh, spoke with Father John Thomas, um, you know, it's, that's a that's a city I can honestly say that I feel like it's on an upswing, you know? Yeah. A lot of good things happening in town that uh, I think people should be excited about, people in South Jersey should be excited about and, you know, should be trying to head down as often as they can to, uh, you know – in support of the city and, and particularly in support of the Catholic culture in the city, which, which of which there is plenty. Um, so what do we have coming up, uh, as we head into the fall, Pete?
1: Well, uh, I'm getting sad that you just said the fall, Mike, but I understand, um, what you're talking about. We have September 29th in Blackwood, New Jersey at our Lady Hope Parish. Uh, this is a really cool event. The 16th annual Diocesan Blue Mass celebrated, uh, to really honor the service and sacrifice uh, law enforcement, first responders, they, uh, what they've done in uh, the six counties of South Jersey. That's really a beautiful Mass. Uh, that's at 1030 on September 29th, Our Lady Pope uh Parish, St. Agnes Church, 701 Low Gloucester Road, Blackwood. And then going a little south to the diocese a few weeks after that, is the Canada Dio- Diocesan Charismatic Conference? Have you ever been to that, Mike? I haven't. No. Um, that is, that will be the Wildwood Convention Center, October sixth, seventh, and eighth, um, in Wildwood. Uh, of course, Wildwood Convention Center that was where it would be in Wildwood. Um, <laughs> the main track included such speakers as Father Nick Canalis, the MC, uh, Kathleen McCarthy, Father Ivan Gizon, Father Jim Blount. I think I'm pronouncing that right, B-L-O-U-N-T. And Tommy Doyle will do the music. And the youth tracks, uh, the senior youth, um, it's neat. They really, this charismatic conference is really geared toward all ages. The youth track, uh, it's different from the adult track. Senior youth uh, track will be with Forgotten Truth, Jeff Shields, a little music uh, ministry there. Um, And then the junior youth will be Kimberly Pazatsky. Uh, the youth uh, director of St. Mary, Mount Carmel, and Hamilton. And you can find more info uh, on Camden if you go to www.camdencharismatic.org. Registration forms and ticketing are available there. Or you can call 609-652-7729. So that promises. It's actually the 50th anniversary of the charismatic renewal, which began uh, in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be a joyful time, joyful time for that October sixth through eighth in Wildwood, and then coming up uh, a few days after that, October eleventh, we have Mike the Justice for All dinner.
2: Yeah, uh, which will be the topic of this podcast. As a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, before we go too far into it, how about we? Uh, how, how can people learn more about the
1: JFA? Well, they can learn more about the JFA by going to www.capacharitiescamden.org slash JFA2017. Right. And so. it's going to be Resorts with Casino in Atlantic City.
2: That's right, and it's a great event, and uh, to talk a little bit more about this event, we have a very special guest, uh, somebody that I've wanted to have on the podcast for quite some time. I would say that since, since we first streamed up the podcast, this was in the, the top five people I wanted to have on, and it only took us, what, 27 podcasts to get him on, so I'm very excited that he joined us. He's our, our close personal friend and coworker and colleague, uh, Mr. Hickey. So Good to see you, sir. Mr. Kevin Hickey. He is, uh, he has been a joy for me to work with for low these two years. Uh, he, the Catholic charities of, uh, the Diocese of Camden, which basically encompasses all what doesn't basically does encompass all of South Jersey, uh, has does great work and actually makes my job of getting out, uh, good news stories about the good Catholic work going on in South Jersey. Very easy, uh, because they do it on a daily basis and they do it spectacularly. Um, with smiling faces and and good energy and 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 a real core catholic value catholic social teaching value about them that that I that blows me away every single time I get to be around them, and I try not to say such nice things when I'm with Mr. Hickey uh, <laughs> most of the time. However, for purposes of the podcast, because because they really do do such great work, I'm going to uh, break my usual habit of uh, of being of <laughs> my usual jaded criticizing self, and instead say uh, they do incredible work, and I'm I'm glad to be a part
0: of it. So, Mr. Kevin Hickey, thank you so much for joining thank us you, today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I uh, You can keep talking, Mike. I'm, uh, I'm, I wish it, well, I'll have a recording of this. You right? will. So you'll can, you'll, you'll be able to play for up. years. Yes. I'm yeah. kind of you. Remember when you, you
2: said. <laughs> uh, all you needed was a mic in front of my face. That's all. <clears throat> well, it's good to be here. Uh, thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about the JFA. It's uh, in its 14th year,
0: right? 14th year. This is a great event, and it's a nice, uh, you were talking earlier about Atlantic City. So this is the first time it's been in Atlantic City. So that's a great thing. Uh, and to Mike's point about uh, encouraging people to go to Atlantic City, uh, this is a great opportunity to go there and support uh, the Catholic culture and support the city. The mayor is a good friend of, of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. really mayor Don Guardian. Guy. Yep. Yeah. 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 Great collaborator. Uh, lots of friends in city government. Um, so um, I really encourage people to uh, come on out. Uh, Peter gave the uh, website address. Uh, resorts has got a block of rooms, so uh, if people want to oh, stay wonderful. overnight. A little cheaper. I think it's about seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice deal. So. Oh yeah, sure. And all the I hasten to add, all the money that we raise is used for direct assistance to help people across the six counties of the diocese. And <clears throat> point of pride, I dare say, there's probably no other nonprofit. Human service organization that is raising money to only push it out the door to help people. So, none of this money is supporting our costs. And the reason why we can do that is, frankly, the generosity of the Catholic people of the diocese because of their support of the bishop's annual appeal. Um, And so, that really enables us to have this fundraiser to raise money for direct financial assistance. So, we've, uh, over 14 years, $800,000 $800,000 has been raised. That, that's oh, pretty good. Yeah. And good and when you think that a lot of that happened during the great economic recession that happened to uh, certainly South Jersey and the entire country, so that, that's a great record of accomplishment, I think. So we're proud of it. It's going to be a great event. We have a great honoree, um, Cardinal Tobin, who is the Archbishop of Newark. Uh, he is going to be our honoree. He's going to receive the St. John Newman Award. He'll be the inaugural recipient. Um, very timely, given that the uh, Cardinal is a great uh, defender and promoter of immigration and migrants and refugees. And, of course, Catholic Charities, as you know, has a refugee resettlement program. And uh, that's obviously been a topic in the news. It's under enormous pressure from the current administration. Uh, But, of course, Pope Francis and Cardinal Tobin are, um, you know, very energetic, defenders of uh, immigrants and migrants. And and in fact, this dinner is happening with the kickoff of uh, Pope Francis's uh, campaign of Share the Journey, which is to promote among Catholics the opportunity to encounter refugees. And we'll have lots of opportunities over the course of the next year for that as well. I feel like I'm I haven't stopped talking. So. Good. Go cause <laughs> you don't want us describing it. I don't want you describing it. It's perfect. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great event. I th- and I think you've had some experience with it now where there's yeah. just a lot of joy yeah. there. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, I, I attended last year's and
2: th- the crowd that goes is just full of those, It's, it's your choir. It's, it's, it's the people who are really supportive of what Catholic charities does. Um, And then you have this group of people who might not be aware that attend and suddenly realize, Oh, I had no idea the Catholic Charities was this active in in Southern New Jersey. That uh, what any given year it's 33,000 33, uh, in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. yeah, So it, it's it's a it's a massive it's a massive event. It's a big event that really allows us to sort of let people come in and see what Catholic Charities does that maybe weren't aware of what what they do. So I do ex- extend an invitation as well. That uh, that you if you've never been to one, it's a great event. It's a great venue this year. Great, uh, obviously. A great awardee you and i both had a chance to meet briefly when uh, at the convocation of catholic leaders and in, in orlando and we got to see him speak and we were just blown away by his own charism he's uh, he's quite an engaging person now in addition to uh to cardinal tobin there'll also be five other honorees as well the disciples of mercy and uh, these are people from around south jersey who do yes. good
0: works we had you know every year we would ask uh pastors um to nominate people for for honors at this dinner and we realized there's enormous number of people doing great work without a lot of fanfare and so we wanted to honor those people in a, in a special way at the dinner and so we started last year which of course last year coincided with the jubilee of mercy and so we thought let's continue that so we will have um, one honoree from each of the five deaneries mm-hmm. and uh these are people we know um, who themselves don't consider what they're doing remarkable but um, it is remarkable um, because it's coming from their heart it's informed by their their religion their faith their spirituality so it's they're worthy of celebrating as a way of reminding all of us of our own call to charity and justice work you know that that begs a
2: good question yeah we, we Obviously, we're doing this a little bit to promote the Justice for All dinner, but for folks who aren't aware of what Catholic Charities does in South Jersey, can you give them a, a taste of,
0: of the breadth and width? Sure. So you mentioned 33,000 people. Uh, that's the number of people we served in 2016. During the recession that I was mentioning earlier, that was up to forty five and 47,000 uh, people. So uh, you, we have a, a great name in the community. Uh, To use uh, Mike's language, we have a great brand recognition. Uh, People trust those two words, Catholic Charities. They know uh, we're about the mission of serving people regardless of, uh, you know, I was just telling a couple of colleagues uh, two kind of uh, mottos that was some shorthand we use. We serve the need, not the creed, and we serve people not because they're Catholic, but because we're Catholic. And um, that, that's, I think that's attractive to people. It's attractive to Catholics, but it's attractive to people of goodwill, uh, whatever their faith, or if they have no faith, mm. they really like that about the Catholic Church. And there's successive papal documents that say, that's what charity is all about. I like to tell people, uh, you know our, our spiritual motto is Matthew 25. Um, that that's what's animating us. So I like to tell people look in that uh, where Christ is foretelling our judgment day uh, and when I was hungry you fed me. It doesn't say when I was a a Jew and you fed me or Catholic or um, Hispanic or Asian or African-American. It's when I was hungry and that's what we try to live by uh, day in and day out and again we couldn't do it without the generosity the people of the diocese, that's, yeah. that's what makes it happen.
2: Yeah. So, what about from a programmatic standpoint, what kind of programs does Catholic Charities have?
0: like to say in one sense, soup to nuts. Um, <laughs> you know, we're concerned about the pregnant woman uh, who is going to carry her baby to term and we want to support that, that uh, mom and baby. Uh, we of course welcome the stranger through our refugee resettlement program and our immigration services. We uh, have a particular uh, focus on preventing people from becoming homeless. That is, a, that is almost an obsession of ours because we know what happens when people become homeless. That's a rapid spiral into poverty. And um, if, when you lose your home, you, you often lose your job, which is, or that came first actually, that's why you're losing your home, or you have enormous bills. Um, if we now know, if you go on public assistance, Uh, there's a great uh, peril there that you will stay on public assistance for a number of years. So uh, we know that breaking that cycle involves preventing people from becoming homeless. So uh, we're working across the diocese, uh, you know, millions of dollars that we're uh, channeling to people to keep them in their homes, to keep them from being evicted. Uh, to see them through a period of unemployment or ill health, whatever the case may be. So that's that's a real big issue for us. Something that's uh, new for us, and new, when I say new, I mean over the last five years, is this notion of empowering people to create their own wealth by saving money, uh, by becoming financial literate. You know, we live, this is a very complicated world we're in right now. And uh, poor people working poor, they need to be equipped to live in the 21st century, where we're conducting business on our phones. Um, I know lots of people have their bank apps on the phone, that kind of thing. Uh, we, we have a lot of tools to help people, uh, finance some education, finance the purchase of a house. Um, we're we're uh, talking to Cumberland County College right now about a whole uh, track where we help really poor kids who have no one in their family who ever went to college, get on a college and education track by helping them save money. Um, so we've, we've given the, the uh, presentation of, of an idea to them, we're gonna have a follow-up meeting with them. So that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting right there. But we're, we're doing that across the diocese. We, uh, by the way, a shout out to uh, Bishop Eustace. Uh, their uh, their business uh, business club, I think, it's, I think it's a business club, these kids volunteer with us in the springtime, and we've trained them up to help people complete their uh, tax mm-hmm. returns. So they get the uh, – you've, you've covered that, I think, Peter, I think, right? yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and it's, it's really – great. it's nice to see. I mean, it's important. And uh, –
2: and those Bishop Eustis high school students learn some very valuable lessons about, you know, the IRS and the and and stuff. <laughs> right. A little early <laughs> on. Right. I, right. I, I wish not? I had that lesson when I was in high school. I know. Yeah, well, that's I a know. good Me point. Too. And
0: that, that's part of what we're trying to do for people is uh, introduce them. You know, lots of uh, poor people are not banked, so to speak. They don't have a checking account, savings account. They, they live, you know, cash or they go to uh, the uh, uh, payroll uh, companies. So... You know we're trying to uh, break some of that and, and equip people to create wealth and create a different future for themselves so that, that's exciting
2: yeah that's wonderful yeah. Yeah.
0: and then you have other things like uh,
2: what the prison ministry program oh that's
0: really yeah that's cooking yeah <laughs> that, that's yeah we're, we're um, and of course I uh, shout out to Bishop Sullivan Bishop Sullivan uh, you know in his first year had been in every state federal prison there's a one federal prison uh, three state prisons and then six county jails. He's been through all of them. Yeah. Um, he and boys. He well, you've been with him, Mike. Oh, yeah. uh, Very enthusiastic. Oh my gosh. He's yeah. What a presence. And the deacons, uh, the, all the, uh, the
2: the volunteers who who man that program. Man, you, you meet them and it's it's it, to a person. They're like, this is the best experience I've ever had. You know, we had we had Deacon Jim Holloman on and uh, Kasana Owens on uh, several yeah. months ago, and they were. I mean, this blew me away. That's, uh, I got to say, that's one of my favorite programs. I think it's one of my favorite programs because it's one of the ones that I think some people just don't often think about as being a program of Catholic social teaching. However, it's, you know, it's right there. You know, it's uh, you it's know, part of Matthew
0: 25. That's exactly right. Well, I was yeah. in prison. You visited me. Yeah. So here's something you're excited, in you prison ministry. Those very same individuals, uh, Deacon Jim Hallman, who's the coordinator, and Casana Owens, who's coordinator of reentry services, they just went out to Dubuque, Iowa to talk with uh, Catholic Charities in Dubuque, Iowa, to uh, learn about a program they have out there that works in prisons called Circles. Mm -hmm. And so they brought it back. Now, we're going to rename it. I'm unveiling it here. Uh, Breaking nerves, everybody. Yeah. uh, We're going to call it Colby's Corner, uh, named for Maximilian Colby. Ah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: uh, I'm thinking yeah, of the, the cheese for a second after Colby. <laughs> this, is <as> I can <laughs> see, uh, we very well informed on Catholic saints here.
1: <laughs> no, but Colby, I was thinking of the sea. But then yes, the, yes, said i said, know. The, yeah. okay, they, I they, did what? I mispronounce his last name? No, 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 you no right. not at all. Okay. All right. <laughs> so anyway, Colby. Well,
0: so the the uh, <laughs> the idea here is to uh, uh, invite uh, prisoners before they're released. It, it, and in anticipation of their release into the Colby Corner, uh, to start preparing themselves wow. for uh, reentry into society. There's, oh. you know, every year we're estimating seventy-five thousand inmates being released, you know, out of jails and state prisons. Um, so it's this this whole issue of returning citizens uh, or reentering society is is a big challenge for us. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, we've, as you know, Mike, we've started an opioid uh, uh, service it Addiction Healing Services. Uh, that's headed up by Father John Stabino. Okay. Um, and uh, we are, uh, our next order of business there. We have a hotline number. But our next order of business is to work with 10 parishes right now to help them set up local support groups for families who are uh, dealing with someone in their family who's addicted. Uh, yeah. we, we often forget these families are an enormous strain when, yeah. when a loved one is addicted and and they need help and support information knowledge so that's that's an exciting development uh, that <clears throat> that's thanks to Bishop Sullivan yeah. um, and uh, can I mention another Yes uh, please uh, you know I uh, the, when you have uh, Matthew 25 as your scriptural motto uh, you really, you're talking about an enormous number of services. There's an enormous need out there. Bishop has long uh, wished us to be a little more present in uh, helping to combat trafficking. So we are uh, right now in uh, discussion with the bishops' conference, and uh, probably early in fall, we'll have some case management staff focused on working with uh, people who have been trafficked mm-hmm. and helping them. Uh, regain their e- equilibrium in their life, so um, so there's some new things there.
1: Yeah, you know that's Thanks.
0: in the South Jersey area.
2: You know, I think some folks didn't realize just how prevalent both the opioid crisis was and the human trafficking crisis is, and yet it's it's a scourge. And peop- it's one of those hidden pieces, unless you have a family member who's gone through it or unless you've come in contact with someone who's been yeah. trafficked. Yep. Um, yeah. But uh, it's something you're going to be hearing a lot more about, uh, certainly through my office, through your office, uh, of a lot of the, the work that we're going to be doing in those areas. So that is that is great news. Now, Kevin, one of the things we talked about in this uh, this podcast is not just about events yes. and not just about programs, but about people. So we want to ask you, you know. What brought you into this? Like, how did you get involved with, you know,
0: Catholic social teaching as well as social services?
1: Who is Kevin Hickey the man?
0: Now, you know this is making me nervous. I don't like talking about myself either. <laughs> well, we're going to put you on the spot. All right.
1: Where'd you grow up?
0: I grew up in several locations. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, so I'm a native Minnesotan. Uh, which the bishop is always uh, bishop will say things like, "Oh yeah, he's he's nice. He's from Minnesota," which which, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I haven't found to be true at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking a stereotype. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Peter. I'm proud of my, uh, uh, and of course, I'm thinking as I say this, I'm thinking of Bishop. You know, sort of poking one of me. I'm proud of my Midwestern heritage. All my education is Midwest. Uh, huh. I went to Saint Louis University,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, Jesuit, God, right? Yes, yep. Jesuit. Yeah. Nice. And that uh, was undergraduate, and then graduate school at University of Chicago, um, which is obviously in Chicago, hmm. which is where uh, President Obama uh, taught at law school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mrs. Obama was affiliated with University of Chicago hospitals, mm-hmm. so oh. that was a great thrill to be there. Uh, Michael, I can answer your question directly, and I was just telling um, uh, four interns who've been working with us this summer, uh, they asked me this question, so I come rehearsed, in good. a sense. Well done. Uh, I expect this to be good. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's real good. <laughs> I, I actually can trace it to um, sophomore in high school, you know, which is some years ago, and it was a religion class, and this teacher did something that at the time was unusual, but now I don't think it's unusual at all. But this is, what I'm talking 1968. He would bring people from outside the school into class. Mm-hmm. Now this, I'm, I'm telling you, this was like, wow, this is exciting. you know Somebody who's not on faculty is coming in to talk to us. Anyways, I, I distinctly remember uh, being in class, and someone had come in. I don't remember who they were or even specifically what they did other than, broadly, they were in human services. And I, I can remember sitting there thinking, I think I might like to do that. Maybe that might be something I'll do. I, wow. So um, that was some spark there. Uh, I, I credit uh, St. Louis University in uh, forming me in uh, social work and uh, justice work. So uh, this, this is a big thing for me of, uh, of course, social work came out of religion. Um, unfortunately, uh, along with everything else in the secular world, uh, I think uh, graduate schools of social work will maybe gloss over that fact. Uh, nice. but, but really, it, it came from religion. Um, but I credit St. Louis University with forming me, and, and pro- which is probably why uh, that set me on the road to be working in Catholic Charities. So uh, after I left, uh, I was determined, I was, uh, these interns were asking me about, uh, in in some respects, a vocational career idea, and I, uh, the other thing I remember vividly is when I left college saying, I'm going to work five years, I want to work in different parts of the country, I want to work for really smart people, and then I'll go back to grad school. that was maybe the last time the, the way ahead was very clear to me. And now it's not. That's funny how that happens when you get mm-hmm. older. Sure. Uh, so I uh, I went out to the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, which which is another uh, kind of uh, uh, historical. It's got a historical connection to the Jesuits, Peter. They've, they've long been out there. On the, that's in extreme southwestern South Dakota. Uh, and, and, you know, I uh, the intern asked me, one of the interns, who's a uh, very bright young know, woman from Princeton University, as a matter of fact. She asked me, was I uh, concerned at the time that I be, wouldn't be would be accepted, uh, that maybe I'd be a burden to people? Um, and I told her that uh, compared to her, I was not burdened with these things. I just kind of went out there. <laughs> and, and I I, I admire the, i mean that's a sophisticated question that i I told her that was not on my mind in nineteen seventy five when I went out to this reservation i don't know if that's good or bad, but that's the way it was right you just you just did stuff it just felt like that's what I should do just uh, kind of dove in dove in yeah yeah um and and that that was probably i mean that was a um another formative experience very powerful experience uh lives with me still. Um, And and I learned a lot. Uh, The very question being posed to me by uh, my Princeton colleague, uh, I learned about how not to impose yourself and that uh, very often poor people, people who are vulnerable, have been helped, if I can put that in quotes, by many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, we try to be conscious of that at Catholic Charities. We're, we're trying to encounter people. We're trying to walk with people. Um, we're not trying to uh, do it for them. Uh, we're trying to help them see their own way. Um, we're aware uh, lately a, a development is something called trauma-influenced care, where we're trying to be aware that most of the people who come to our door have uh, experienced enormous trauma in their life. And, uh, you know, there's so much science available to us now. Uh, We now know neurologically the effect of trauma on people, and and it has a pronounced effect and and affects their abilities. Uh, and, And, you know, we didn't know that when I was younger, uh, like you two
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Uh, And, you know, we try to be conscious of that. And we're not asking people to um, uh, make an excuse for that, but we're trying to understand it and trying to help them understand Mm -hmm. uh, the trauma they've been through, not not so they're resigned to a fate, but so that they can move beyond that. And it is, of course, possible. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I just saw the other day that Pope, was talking about uh, Christianity and Catholicism, and it, it reminding us that this is, a, uh, this is a belief system of joy, of happiness, and you yeah. uh, know, hopefully, that's coming through to people. Um, there are no sourpusses.
2: Then uh, no, wasn't that great? Isn't that what we were reminded of? Yeah, they, uh, conference. Yeah, in yeah. his book, uh, "The Joy of the Gospel." Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a joyous thing that we should be doing. We should be happy. Yeah. You know, that's not to say that bad things don't happen and it doesn't get us down. But, uh, you know, we don't have to be a sourpuss about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. And you know what? You know, just to throw a little sugar your way, a little more sugar your way. But the beauty of the, the thing is, is, is I've worked with a number of your Catholic charity staff and these are all genuinely good people, genuinely happy yeah. people. Gen- like I, I haven't met a bad one in the bunch, and I've looked, I've done my best. i and I, I to find them. I, I go out of my way to, to see if I the same way I can't <laughs> like, but they're truly wonderful people. So you've really done a good job of bringing people in who really share that perspective. And and this isn't and your staff is not completely Catholic. It's maybe half Catholic, a third mm-hmm. Catholic. It's you have experts in their fields coming there and there, and much like you know who they're serving not a lot of thought is given to to necessarily the religious background but do they have that central theme and do they understand that central theme that the Catholic Charities has um which is just a beautiful thing for someone like me to see you know a jaded bitter fellow like myself to to
0: be around such joyous people and that that I mean I've said this to you before Mike that's the Holy Spirit um, yeah. I, I really believe that. I, I remember, uh, I think I mentioned this to you, a, w- a number of years ago, a colleague, who, who'd, uh, a great guy, John Desperos is his mm-hmm. name, he was concerned about uh, who would follow us, that is to say, people in their 50s. Um, and, and were there enough young people who were interested in this kind of work? And I, you know, I join in, yeah, yeah, that's a real challenge. And then one day I realized, wait a minute, if we really believe what we say about the holy spirit uh, if we latch on to what christ said uh, you know he's leaving us now he'll send the advocate um uh, i said to john i remember saying what are we worried about yeah. uh this will take care of itself well lo and behold catholic charities as you know um Pete doesn't come to see us as often as you do. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he'll come. Hopefully
1: now. No. Continue your thought, then I'll, I'll say. <laughs> something. No, then,
0: you'll defend yourself. Uh, Catholic charities has gotten a lot younger yeah. in the last five years. Uh, I mean, real young. Uh, to the point that um, I would say the number of people, say over 50, is uh, you know definite a uh, minority, and and that is great. Uh, so I think we've got enough. Uh, people have been around the block a few times to provide some, you know, wisdom and mentoring, but we sure have the energy and yeah. passion there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, I will, I will say now that before I wasn't coming around because there wasn't anybody in my age, but now oh, that you said <laughs> that, now I'm going oh, to I, start
2: getting by. I so see. no, right. no Wait, in all, in that makes serious, you an ageist. <laughs> in, all, <laughs> in, all, in, all,
1: in all seriousness, Kevin, um, I, what I've seen you guys do exceptional work. I've been to a few JFAs. Myself and actually the Mother Teresa Day Service, I was helping out Catholic Charities in the parking lot there on a blistering hot day. It was like the hottest day of the year and the triple digits and helping these kids play these games and just joyous. I mean, to see the smile on these Refugees' faces, and I've been able to. I was just at the Catholic Charities in Atlantic City for the first time. I heard that. I saw that. Oh, Joe told you.
0: Yeah, I was there yeah. yesterday, Pete. I got, oh, okay. I've got eyes and ears around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was just very nice to see the work that gets done there. And it's. He, he's and a great
0: guy, Joe Vincelli. He is. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah.
1: He really is. Yeah, he saw me from the parking lot and eagle eye and just waved me down. And so, but you I know. think.
2: I'm sorry to, to cut in but uh, we we actually kind of glossed over but this conversation just reminded me of something. We kind of glossed over one of the other things Catholic Charities was notable for which was uh, after superstorm Sandy hit. Um you were amongst the first to to respond to in in an amazing fashion. Um can you talk a little bit about what how that went?
0: Yeah, since it's hurricane season, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, we, uh, a bunch of us keep a close eye on the weather channel. In fact, there, as we speak, there is a tropical depression that's the uh, zone of uncertainty is sort of southeastern United States. Um, so that was 2012. And uh, after Hurricane Katrina, we got busy developing our own kind of capability yeah. uh, in responding to disasters. So we sent a lot of people to uh, the Gulf Coast after Katrina, both staff as well as, of course, 600 volunteers from the Camden Diocese went down there. Uh, A number of staff have responded uh, out west when there have been uh, catastrophic fires, uh, flooding throughout the south. So as Sandy was marching up the coast, we we were, frankly, pretty confident in our ability to deal with this. And uh, I remember on the Sunday, when it came ashore that afternoon, uh, we had uh, about 10 of us in the uh, 1845 building here in Camden. Uh, we are on the phone with our, uh, uh, both FEMA and our national people. Uh, and within five days, we had set up two emergency sites, thanks to the cooperation of two parishes, uh, Notre Dame de la Mer in Wildwood and uh, St. Gianna uh, Barretta Mola in uh, Northfield. And we served, uh, you know, the number, Mike is escaping me, but it was uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And in fact, uh, both FEMA and state authorities marveled that we could get this thing up and running that quickly. Um, And we kept that open for about 40 days and then transitioned into long-term recovery. And by the way, that's still going on. We still have one. Of our staff who's full time dedicated to uh, Sandy recovery. Wow. Um, now that's down. Uh, two years ago, we had five full time case managers, so now one, but there's still some work to do. And we knew that, of course, from Katrina that the people still trying to recover from Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, last summer when Matthew, Hurricane Matthew, was, you know, coming this way, I mean, I gritted my, I mean, I just, that really made me nervous because it's, it's enormous amount of energy we, to expend, and it's a lot of work, and it's stressful. Um, but we're ready, Yeah.
2: unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Just, just more of the amazing things that the Catholic Charities in uh, southern
0: New Jersey can do. Right, Pete? Yeah. So now you'll spend more time with them?
1: I, I definitely okay. will. I think so.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, you'd come over because they're young people. The other thing I, I'd want to say, uh, uh, I was inspired by Greg Krugan, mm. Uh The director of youth and young adult ministries here. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, listening to him at su- successive staff meetings, I thought, okay, um, we need to form a team internally. And so there's now, well, we don't have her name for it yet, but it's headed up by Camille Quintus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, you know Camille, Peter? I do. Yeah. She's great. Another great member of at Charities. Yeah. So she's chairing, uh, leading this uh, youth and young adult work team whose purpose is to, uh, again, following on from what I've learned from Greg, to uh, try to invite youth and young adults into uh, the work of Catholic Charities and also uh, help us figure out maybe some additional things we can do for youth and young adult. So that's just getting underway. Um,
1: Okay, I look forward to hearing... and. Maybe help you out with that. Oh, right, that would good. be wonderful.
0: All right, I'll pass the word. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. They're going to go. Uh, uh, Greg's having a, a symposium in September, October. Yeah, well, October. Youth, I, think, I think some
1: a youth symposium. Uh, yeah.
0: So we'll be at that. Of course, okay. that's all preparing. I think for the synod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me. Why am I talking about uh, his work? I should be. I'm here to promote Catholic charity. That's how interconnected you are. That's I the amazing thing. Yeah, the whole
1: you know, diocese. We're, we're all revolve we're around family. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wish. Yeah, yeah. Give me all the money. <laughs> that was a joke, Bishop. <laughs> well, you
2: do. So many great stories come out of uh, Catholic Charities, and it isn't hard to to know the, the good work that's doing that's going on there. And uh, sometimes, if I hear people who, oh, I didn't know this, this was going on, I go, well, they keep doing all those great work so Obviously, I'm falling down on getting the word out, so I gotta I gotta improve on that. But you guys have done. You do marvelous work, and it's it's a pleasure to work
0: with you. Thank you. Uh, can, I, can I just say one last thing, please? Uh, I, I do want to acknowledge, uh, and I say this internally and, and to other people, uh, w- I we are conscious, we are imperfect servants, um, and uh, we're very aware of that. We we you know part of our vision is that everybody walks in, we will treat as though Christ just walked in. Do we meet that every day? No. Um, and um, but of course we're Catholic and we believe in redemption. So tomorrow's another, you know, just keep trying. Mm-hmm. But I, I did want to say that uh, you know we're we're conscious that uh, we're all too human.
1: <laughs> hey, can I can I say something, Kevin? I don't know if you know this story, but I just want to thank you. Well, thank Catholic Charities. Um, when my family came from Cuba in 1960, there were refugees from the Castro, and eventually they came to New York. And this priest, Father Fox of Catholic Charities, helped them out. And my grandfather was, till the day he died, indebted to wow, the work Catholic Charities. I, I did,
0: I did know that as part of your history, Peter. But it's good to okay. hear that again.
1: Well, I'm just a broken record, I guess. But no, no,
0: it's, it's. Uh, I'm glad you keep telling me that because it shows the privilege uh, of, you know. Catholic Charities to touch lives like that.
1: Oh, and I'm just saying with the refugees last year, it brought that back to me, helping out the Syrian refugees uh, and those from from Burma, Burmese refugees, seeing those little kids come here, I kind of, you know, was thinking, well, that could have been my aunt or uncle 50-something years ago. And it's really beautiful to see that tradition continue with you, you know, from New York down here, and, and just keep it up. Kevin, really, great job all around with you and your staff.
2: And uh, you've been with Catholic Charities and, of Diocese of Canada for how long now?
1: No, do we have to go that
0: direction, Mr. Walsh? I'm, I'm just curious. I, 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 just, <laughs> I often
2: forget. I, I assume it's somewhere between 700
0: years and 14. Thank <laughs> you very much. No it's, is he going to be, be Jimmy It'll Price? be 15 years November, let, let's say uh, November 1st. Wow. Well, yeah. Congratulations, all saints.
1: Oh. I don't <laughs> know it's what a that means.
0: Yeah. Well, Thomas Merton said that that's our job. We're all supposed to be uh, trying to be saints. So I often refer to you as the saintly like Mr. Kevin Higgins. Is
1: that right? <Yeah. laughs> well, who, who said be a saint? What else is there? I don't know who I've heard that. That's good. I like that. I, I
2: Whoever, we'll attribute we it to someone at some point, but we'll steal it for right now. Yeah.
1: We will. All apologies if that person's still alive. <laughs> and if they're dead, I'm sorry. We'll find it out.
2: Um, <laughs> well, Pete, do you have your three uh, three questions for...
1: Uh... Only three. Uh, I prepared 20 for.
2: Oh, good. Well, him. well, We'll keep them around a little longer, though.
1: <laughs> so, Kev, um, do you have a favorite movie? Do you watch
0: you know, it's funny, uh, uh, here's, you'll, Mike, you'll find this interesting. Well, I, you will too, Pete. Um, but Mike's a little older. So, two of my colleagues. Thanks for just, never Two of my colleagues just saw the movie Dunkirk. Oh, really? Oh, Which, it's uh, wonderful. Have you seen yeah, it? I, yeah. I'd like to see it. They came and said, We want to talk to you about Dunkirk. <laughs> and I realized they oh, no. like, like, I think they maybe oh. thought I was alive during my I'm not sure of that. Oh. So I do want to see that. Uh, favorite movie? I like this uh, uh piece called It's called the Forty Second Parallel. You ever heard this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's it's old. Uh, it's got uh, Lawrence Olivier in it, yeah, and uh, he, he's probably the most well-known. Oh no, Raymond Massey is in it. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So the, the premise of this movie is uh, that a uh, German submarine is uh, bombed by Canadian Royal Air Force because yeah. it's in their territorial waters, and and the, the boat sinks, and the only there's only seven. Uh, German submariners who make it off this submarine. And so this whole movie is uh, that they are chasing these uh, men across Canada. And it, it's a travelogue. Um, it's, it goes to, uh, you learn about different aspects of Canadian culture. Anyway, I just love this movie and probably nobody's ever heard of it. You know but what? After my description, nobody will want to see it. No, actually, now oh, I want to see it because I'm a canadian
2: file if there is such a thing so oh, uh oh, you would I, I would love this all right i would yeah. absolutely check
1: that
0: out yeah 42nd right. parallel right? yeah okay, okay. and, it, really, and it, it yeah it's uh you know who else is in it is uh, the guy who was in uh, gone with the wind who played uh uh he was the uh, he was going to marry scarlett o'hara but then clark gable showed up and he, oh he's gosh, british right? That guy, yeah leslie howard is that no i don't, I don't think, think it's that. that but i know who you're talking about yeah now, i come back, by the way, to discuss cultural items if you guys want to branch out into
1: you know. Okay, that's good. Know. What about food? Can you talk food? Yes, can I can. I just
0: was uh, discussing a recipe for stuffing into uh, roasted peppers, a uh, combination of sweet potatoes, black beans, and onions. And I was going to make it the other night but uh I, re- I didn't have the time to do it
1: so. well next time we bring you on and there will be a second time you will have to bring those in that sounds good so have to make it. Yeah, that's what i meant yeah,
0: yeah. all right um and bring you a sample
1: please all right
2: or or we'll just do a cooking show and we'll, we'll, we'll go with a we'll, we'll change this to a, a video podcast for a couple of uh, episodes <laughs> There you go. We'll, we'll do something in a kitchen somewhere. <laughs> That's what Kevin
0: Hickey cooks. That's what I love about yeah. Catholicism. It's all sacred. It, there you go. Okay.
1: So Kevin, well thanks for the that uh, that history movie history. I'll have to check out those films. Um, we really are gonna have to do a
2: movie podcast at some time. We, we have a lot of people to come on with really good. You know, movie Bishop right? he
0: he watches lots of uh, movies. And we, yeah. can, weaves them into uh his that's germans. true. Yeah, I mean I. True. I I've learned a lot. And I realized, okay, I need to you know, up your game. Yeah, I'm I'm game thinking, a
1: little bit. I'm thinking it'd be cool to start a series in the diocese called Prayer and Popcorn, where we can, somewhere, you know, we have a movie and we have somebody talking about that movie. That'd be pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of different. Uh, shameless plug, I actually wrote a story in the Star Herald about my experience watching the Groundhog Day musical based on the movie. And talking about, if you've seen the movie, the musical's not very far off about the his conversion. It was kind of like St. Paul. So have you seen that movie?
0: I've seen the movie, and I just, I read a review of the uh, stage production. It's very good. If you get yeah. a chance, go to New York. Oh, you I like you, too. Peter's, he's topical. He really is. Yeah. That just came out, didn't it? Or that just went
1: um, open? Yeah, it came out in March. March. So oh, no, it's, no, it's excellent. Been yeah, it's you know. Um... <laughs> I like that movie idea. We'll do a podcast. Um Kevin, um, uh, do you have a favorite experience of uh, working in Catholic charities? A memorable, most memorable
0: Well, the the short answer is yes. Um the the problem is trying to figure out on the spot. Well, you know, here's here's one I'll tell you about. And it's not Catholic charities so much as just uh, Catholic so many years ago I went to Ecuador and Peru thanks to Catholic relief services so we we started this journey in Ecuador and then flew to Peru on the flight from Ecuador to Peru I find myself sitting next to uh, this person and she turned out to be a doctor and uh, a medical doctor and she was Peruvian, and so she asked me. She could tell I was with, you know, kind of a small group. And she said, "Well, you know, who are you, and uh, what do you, where are you headed?" So I said, "Well, you know, I work for Catholic Charities." Oh, that's it. I didn't get any further. And she, her face lit up. And it turned out she worked in the Amazon jungle, in the rainforest, uh, working with um, native peoples. And and the mention of Catholic Charities, uh, she lit up and said, I love you people. Mm. You don't ask who they are, what their faith is. You serve them. Okay. Um, mm. And I thought, wow, you know, what a what a great compliment to uh, Catholicism. Yeah. 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 No, it's beautiful. And Catholic Charities, specifically. Yeah.
1: As it goes back to what you said before. We don't help them because they're Catholic. We help them because we're Catholic.
0: Right. Yep. That's
1: our call. Um, beautiful. Um, the last point, Kevin. The last question. Uh, do you have any life advice for anybody on this spiritual journey, or any journey, or any journey? Well, spiritual life advice.
2: Train recommendations, <laughs> flight recommendations.
1: Should I take Amtrak or should I take Delta? I don't know.
2: Actually, you are well-traveled. I would, I would absolutely
0: take travel advice from you. Father Hughes has always uh, uh, given me the business about being you know, the most well-traveled member of the diocese. So actually, there's a contest in his mind between me and Andres Arango. <laughs> mm-hmm. You two do travel
2: quite a bit. Of course, we had Father Hughes on uh, two weeks ago, and he's
0: our reigning king yeah, of pilgrimages. So yeah, he travels quite a bit as well. Exactly. He, mm-hmm. he knows. <laughs> you know, Pete, I'll, I'll harken back to this uh, conversation I was having with these four interns. Uh, just lovely people. Uh, one, uh, University of South Carolina uh, attendee. I mentioned Princeton, uh, College of New Jersey. Um Who's the uh, BYU? I, and they asked me, you know, you know, how'd you get here and what, why? And and I think, you know, my own experience of working with people who are principled and smart and interested in the world uh, and interested in you—if if if people can find people like that. Um, because we all need guides and mentoring and and help moving along this journey, um, so I I would offer that. And um, practically, I get a lot of resumes from uh, young people, and they say, "I look forward to hearing from you." Now, Peter, I would say, "No, no, no. That's not. You've got to knock on the door. I will literally talk to anybody." Uh, but they've got to contact me and, and propose, can I come in and, and, you know, all it takes is 20 minutes uh, to have like an informational interview, find out, well, who am I and who are they? And by the way, it's a great job hunting tactic because it enables someone like myself to have a conversation with somebody and without the formality of a job interview. And uh, because, of course, at Catholic Church, that's what we're look, We're really trying to uncover in job interviews this passion, this commitment to serve. Um, we're seeking: Do they have an interior life that they can draw on? Uh, yeah. Because you, you have to draw on that to do this kind of work. So, um, so I now sometimes, if I'm feeling, you know, if something about a, an email moves me, I'll say, I'll talk to anybody. But if you're waiting for me, you're going to wait a long time you know, send me an email, tell me when you want them to see me, and I'll try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a practical bit of uh, job search well, advice.
1: Well, speaking from life experience, uh, right out of college, I was trying to get an internship at the local sports radio station. I didn't hear back from them, didn't hear back from them. And finally, I dressed up real nice, suit and tie, walk right up to the promotions director in the office he said, Well, I wasn't going to see you, but you look so nice. Come on in. There you go. And I told him, I told him I want to work there. Boom, I got the that's internship. A great,
0: that's a great story.
1: Yeah. So, what you're yeah. saying, it works. Yeah. I, you know, I still feel like I'm bumbling, stumbling sometimes, but for that instance, that worked.
0: Can I just tell one more story about that? Yes, please. And, and I want to talk about Patrick Berry, mm-hmm. who, who you know, Mike. Patrick is the director of the Refugee Resettlement Program. Uh, and, and this, again, is practical advice, but it also speaks of Patrick and the kind of people, you know, this work in Catholic Charities requires. Uh, when he was expressing interest in the position of being the director, um, I, of course, you know, it's, it's a, as you know, it's a very complicated job. Uh, has pulled you into it as Director of Communications any number of times. So you really need someone there who's smart passion. So anyways, I I communicated to him that, you know, I wasn't sure, and and how did I know that, you know, he was the right, and he said to me, ever since I knew this job was available, my heart has been racing. That's all I needed to hear. That that just spoke volumes to me, that this guy uh, would stick to it, um, would uh, work hard to learn um would not let us down. Um yeah. and and so, you know, practically speaking, if if you can show that to people, if you can drop the mask and open your heart and show that, you know, that that's a he didn't do it because it was uh, you know, a clever thing to do or a winning argument to me. I mean that's he was showing, you Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I I think that goes back to, you know, people being real. And yeah. if, you, if you can show that authenticity uh, as opposed to, you know, as a PR guy, you know, I have to show whatever is required of me. But the authenticity is really what works, which is why I very rarely put myself on camera uh, or I very rarely will do interviews if I can find someone uh, who actually works in, in whatever it is somebody's asking me to do a story on or asking about reporting on. I'm never the person that wants to be quoted. I always want that person who does the work to be quoted because there's a passion there that I will not be able to fake my way through in a TV interview. Mm -hmm. But if we bring in a case manager, that's really really what's going to uh, present well uh, to people who don't know anything about whatever it is we're talking about. Yeah. So Patrick has been phenomenal. I, I like working with him a lot, and he says yes to everything, which is nice as well. And sometimes dangerous, but <laughs> he's he's always up for everything. I appreciate that
0: about him. <laughs> and as you said, I mean the the place is filled with people like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'm gonna keep looking, but I haven't found a bad one yet.
0: So, so
2: well, I mean you, but yeah, everyone else is really good. The uh, well on that last insult. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, yeah. thank
2: you, Peter. Uh, Pete promises he'll spend more time over at Catholic Charities. All right, now. I'm gonna, I'll get you uh, invited over.
1: Thank you. No, yeah. that'd be wonderful. Come I to can think I of can it. bring? What do you, what do you like? Donuts? You like sandwiches? Lunch? I don't, you know, I'll ch- I'll check with Camille. You can chat with her. Okay. Yeah. I can bring the housewarming I think
0: gift. I brought a bag of uh, Slim Jims into one of their...
1: <laughs> Slim Jims, okay. I remember that. Yeah, they were left over yeah. from your meat. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, now I'm out of co- out of <laughs> here. I'm sorry. Well, not
2: everything is going to be beautiful food. Sometimes you just got to eat.
1: <laughs> Slim Jims are good. Beef jerky's good. Yeah, good yeah, 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 You oh, yeah. know, it if you're like on a hike, I'm turning my nose up at it. Yeah, yeah. 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 keeps you going. Yeah, snap to slum joke.
2: Well, right. well, we'll make sure we have uh, Mister Hickey back for a uh, a culture uh, podcast as well as a food podcast.
1: Uh, can't wait! All can't right. wait, Kevin Mike. We've been talking Catholic, everybody.
2: All right. Have a good weekend, everybody.